This is the Krillcast Live. I am Chris. Um, Will. And I'm Andrew. Welcome, we just, welcome. There you go. We just welcomed our zero viewers total so far. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. We're streaming on Twitch today because Facebook didn't like us and didn't set up today for some reason. Or because Will just didn't select it when he That's set exactly the stream That's exactly what up. happened. It had nothing to do with... <laughs> One or the I other. Could, I couldn't remember if we actually streamed the Facebook. <laughs> we do, yeah, every time. Anyways, okay. that's fine. No big deal. But we, we should give Twitch some love every once in a while in case they decide to make us partners You know, in the future. Mm-hmm. Oh, when... yeah. yeah. Way future, yes. <laughs> it also fits with the topics. So. <laughs> it really does. This is the topic they hover on Twitch. So today we're going to start off with... Happy Father's Day, everybody. It is mm-hmm. Father's Day today mm-hmm. when we're doing this live, and we're here to have fun. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk about Amazon Prime Day, which will have more than 30 free games. We're going to discuss like what the obstacles are to get at those 30 free games, and then also how we think of the list, whether it's a good list, a bad list, or neither. Somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. So Obstacle number one, be a Prime member. Yes, yep. you must have an Amazon Prime <laughs> subscription to get any of these games. That is a fact. I haven't had Prime in a while. I stopped really? using Prime in St. Louis because people just kept stealing my packages. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have that problem where you live now. <laughs> no, but then I, I got so used to just buying my stuff. It's like, well, whatever, I don't need it anymore. I actually eBay more than I Amazon. For yeah, like I do. Gaming stuff. But like, uh-huh. if I'm buying something that I need here tomorrow, I pretty much just like <clears> it. Yeah, I'm always I'm using Amazon. So. so let's get into this article. Let's start this thing off. Amazon is planning to offer more than 30 free games to Amazon Prime subscribers as part of its Prime Day festivities. This is going to occur on the 21st, so Tuesday, ahead of Prime Day. Amazon will make more than 25 games available to claim for free, including Metal Slug 2, Two King of Fighters titles, etc., etc., during the actual Prime Day event, which takes place July 12th and 13th. So this is two different dates. Remember, mm-hmm. beginning from 21st of June, and then Prime Day occurs on 12th and 13th of July. Amazon's going to offer some bigger titles. Perhaps the most notable is the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which is a remastered version of BioWare's acclaimed sci-fi RPG trilogy. For those that don't know what Mass Effect is at this point, you bought I don't that know how you're... Yeah, I did. I don't know how you would is know it that. Worth it? For the price it was, yeah, it was. it's worth it for the price that it is. Um I probably shouldn't have bought it because I have all of the DLC for the original mm-hmm. version of the game. And technically speaking, the original version, in my opinion, is superior if you have all the DLC already. Because you can play it on your Xbox One with no uh, no issues that's yeah. whatsoever. You can play it on your Series X, Will. No issues whatsoever. But this package, if you don't own the DLC, comes with all of the DLC minus mm. one that we've talked about before. Yeah. I would say it's worth it. Um, but Amazon Prime subscribers will also be able to claim two racing games, including Grid Legends, Need for Speed Heat, as well as three Star Wars games. Star Wars Jedi Knight Academy, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, and Star Wars Republic Commando. Oh, this is only sort of related. Mm-hmm. So I randomly got $5 from Xbox yesterday. So they, they just gifted it to me and said, like, there are so many games. Here's uh, some money to buy one. So I just <laughs> I used it and I bought Dragon's Dogma because um, that was 5 bucks. That's interesting. I wonder why they gave you five bucks. I have no idea, but I took it. (laughs) So in addition to the free games, Amazon will also be offering their Luna controller for its Luna Cloud Gaming Services for $40, which is $30 off their Mm -hmm. usual $69.99 price. And that promotion will be available on June 21st at 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until July 13th. And by the way, I have heard some really good reviews on the Luna controller. 
which if you don't remember what that looks like, let me pull it I up. I do not remember what that looks like. It, it's I so the, I remember people careful. saying that the Google Stadia controller is pretty nice, but I've heard <clears> this one's like way better. But how does it compare to an actual console controller? It's basically the Switch Pro controller. Yeah, it looks like a Switch Pro. Okay. Controller. Identical. Yeah, so yeah, it's basically yeah. the exact same controller. Um, even aesthetically, people have said it's the same controller. It just has more features available. So <laughs> I don't know if we want to put that one in live on stream. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing it. Okay. <laughs> no, take it down. Take it down. Take it down. Oh, no. All right. See, okay. Unpopular opinion, maybe because you guys are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because okay. you guys are Xbox fans. I hate the offset. Uh, analog sticks. Well, you've been Sony for like your entire life, basically. Yeah, and I, I, I hate the difference with the analog sticks. I just hate it. Well, you know, honestly, you're don't just even a feel a difference. Huh? <laughs> I don't feel a difference switching back between the controllers. Fair you could be like me and like the Wii U, or you like the control sticks at the top. Yeah, <laughs> so I honestly fun. love the Wii U gamepad. Every time I see a video where they're like, the gamepad was so terrible, it's like, yeah, it was a I'm bad like, idea, but I still love it. Like, it, I love the gamepad too. <laughs> It's one of my favorites. You gotta like it because it was the transition for the Switch. Yeah. So I like it and I still have mine. I will say, like, the Switch is obviously superior, but I prefer mm -hmm. the feeling of the Wii U gamepad. The ergonomics of the Wii U gamepad are far superior to the flat slate of the Nintendo Switch. Chris, you know why though? You know why? Because you can put a case on it? No, because it was <laughs> Because <laughs> you have to slide it into the dock. No dock. Well, no, it's it doesn't even have to. It could be more ergonomical and still slide in. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just the the issue at hand, right? Is the fact that the Wii U had to be a controller. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. designed to be a controller, whereas mm -hmm. for the Switch, it's not. They're meant to go into the dock. Game mode. Is that even a Wii U game mode? <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, you know the attachment controller for the for the nunchucks on the Switch. Well, I also like, like the Wii U Pro controller, by the way. This one with the dual sticks on top. Yeah, I have that too. Wii U game pen. I like. See, both. but like if you, Chris, do you use the controller for the um, Switch? Where no, where where you slide them into the. The dog um, bone? Oh, heck no. That's garbage. Are you serious? You don't like that thing? Are you kidding me? That is the yeah, worst way to like play the Switch. No, that is the worst way to play the Switch. I no almost never way. play it docked, so. I yeah. I actually no, I, like that uh, controller setup. No, so. I, I have a... If I'm going to play the way when I'm playing with a controller, I have a pro controller. I just use that. Like I am not going to put stuff into that crappy dog bone attachment. And play that Says way. the person who has an attachment for their their uh, PlayStation Vita. Yeah, because you don't. Yeah. Have, there's no other way to play the Vita. What's your point? Because the Vita like what, has no, 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 no. Let's, fundamental let's flaw. Let's that, Andrew. If you can't play a different way, then yes, you're going to use the best next best option. If you can, you're going to use that. Why? Why on earth would you use the worst option? It's not the worst option. It's the the dog bone controller weird thing is the worst option. I don't know. I actually like the form factor. I do Playing like with just the uh, Joy-Cons like separated is the worst, Chris. Yeah. I like uh, Disney. Especially when you're playing with the Joy-Cons. Uh, with the Joy-Cons materials, and had to use his girlfriend's Wii U gamepad with the wings. 
I'm not putting that up on screen, but I enjoy it. No. Okay. All right. Um, back to the back to the thing here. So let's look at the more than 30 free games. I think they have a list of them here, and we're just gonna kind of roll through them. Let's do it. Roll through. Please tell me they have a list because that's what I want to see. Where is the list? Where is the list? Where are they? Oh my gosh. You would think somebody would have a list somewhere. You just have to Google it. You Google it. It's a you Googly. Anybody watch Zoolander instead of the eulogy? It's a you Googly. I haven't seen Zoolander in so long. Right. I never saw a second one. Where it looked funny too, but I didn't see it either. Oh, I love Zoolander. Zoolander 1 is, is great. I'm not sure about Zoolander 2, but Zoolander 1 is great. Was it not a list that first is, thing? No, it, it just said a few of the games. Yeah, I just don't, I don't see it. Where's the list? Okay, let me find Let me go to new tab. List of free games for Amazon Prime Day. Let's find out. Maybe they have not announced them yet, and this was a bad idea to rank them. <laughs> oh, here we go. Every free game you can claim on Amazon Prime Day. Game Ranch okay, got it. Good. Okay, Grid Legends. Grid Legends is the fifth. Oh, this is the racing game. Grid Legends is the fifth installment okay. of the Grid Racing Game franchise and is the first by Codemasters since being purchased by EA. Oh, it's bought by EA. This studio's done. <laughs> <laughs> the self-proclaimed authentic motorsport game has had a rough start on Steam. What is that noise? It's the faucet. Oh, okay. Self-proclaimed authentic motorsport game has had a rough start on Steam, but it would be interesting to see how downloads start to pick up since the game will be absolutely free during Prime Day. We got Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which we already discussed. This is a great idea. It's free. has all the DLC, and if you can manage to grab a copy, get it. Get it, get it, get it. Need for Speed Heat. Players will put their... Yeah, you know... EA owning them, though, is not a good thing for you, Jiznoof, because who knows how long EA will let that studio fly. I think they just recently bought them, too, like the last couple of years. I'm just saying, Star Wars 1313, anybody? Mm -hmm. Also, this was really well-reviewed. Heat. Chris, Star Wars 1313 is not EA's fault. I know it's more LucasArts than Disney's, but they didn't have to kill off the studio that was making it. I mean, that was just... just... What's the other ones? Pandemic, Visceral. Well, Visceral was thirteen thirteen. Well, they killed the studios. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They killed the studio that was making thirteen thirteen because they spent a lot of money on building that game, and then LucasArts and Disney killed it. So yeah. there's that. All right. I mean, EA just has a terrible track record with studios in general. So I think I think uh, in a decade from now we'll be seeing the same thing about Microsoft with other acquisitions. That's a whole different conversation. All right, Need for yes. Speed Heat. Players will put their race car driving skills to the test. I, I've I mean, heard a lot of good things. These have always been fun. fun. Huh? The Need for Speed games when you're oh, like... That's not what racing. I thought you said. <laughs> that's not no. what I thought you said. Oh, the Need for Speed games have always been fun, though. Yeah, but Most Wanted 2005 is the only one worth playing. So, like, that's I might get... Fair. I've heard really good things about this one, too, though. I've heard good things about it. They never inserted, like, microtransactions into this game, from what I understand. And it never went above $40 on Xbox. So I think it's worth getting for free, especially. Did they just do a deal with EA? 
is Amazon going to buy EA? <laughs> that would be hilarious and awesome. But also because they are shopping. They're shopping themselves these days. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Uh, three Star Wars titles. That's the Star Wars Jedi Knight, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2. I don't know how many times I can buy these games. So I start for free. Fair enough. All right. So now we're into other stuff here. 10 Second Ninja X. I've never heard of this okay. game. Wait. Yeah, controlling a ninja has been captured. Yep. Yeah, controlling oh. ninja, ninja <laughs> has been captured by Captain Greatbeard. Players have to free their animal friends that have been trapped in robots by the captain in under 10 seconds with over 100. Lo- My goodness, what is this game? I think I'm less interested in it now. <clears throat> but these are all free. These are all free, remember? Yep, yep. Yeah. Okay. Eight Doors, Aram's Afterlife Adventure. It looks like an old school art style. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Heavily influenced by Korean culture and folklore. My cousin would probably like this then. Uh, control the titular Aram who has ventured into the afterlife to rescue her father's soul, having to hmm. go through the eight doors of purgatory. Hmm. That's kind of a neat concept. So I like the story. Don't know how if I'd play that or not. We'll see. Wonder how long the game is. That would be. Well, I mean, these are free, so who cares how long the game is? <laughs> That's fair. No, I mean, I mean I... like with it being long, if it's not that long of a game, it's like. No it's almost more. I actually it. almost would rather play short games at this point right. in my life. Well, when you're getting, when you have that many options for free, it's like you get to see more if you get mm-hmm. that short game. Yeah, that's a fair point. <clears throat> Addling Adventures, Addling Adventures, and and just to be clear, all of these games are going to get some crazy amount of stream time on Twitch on the day mm-hmm. they become available. Like people are going to be streaming these like crazy. Like Amazon is basically creating a market for watching these games. So these right. games are going to have huge benefits for being available yep. for free on Prime Day. Like what Amazon is doing is like with these indie devs, they're giving them a platform to show off what they've done, which is pretty cool. Like I will give Amazon some credit for that. Mm-hmm. Addling Adventures, one of three games on this list that is published by Legacy Games. It's a point and click game that follows Paranormal Detective as he ventures into mysterious woods inhabited by animals with glowing eyes, the underworld, or a miniature magical realm in this three pack adventure. Hmm. I want to see the sounds uh, interesting. I want to see the uh, mysterious woods and the uh, glowing eyes in the underworld. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> bang bang racing. What? There you okay. go, Jiznoof. All right, let's see here. A great arcade style racing game that puts and and emphasis. Jeez, <laughs> on technical driving skills. Bang bang racing is another indie title that would be available on, for free on Prime Day. I'm excited game, for the next one. The game for Klaus and Sheep. Jeez. Uh, it's an homage to Top Down Racing. Oh, so it's like the old school RC car games. Yep. Okay. That'd yeah, be okay. I mean, that's pretty cool. I'm not, I never played those games. I don't really care about like the old school top down RC but with car racing. With that art style, just based off of that right there, it looks like it would be a neat game. Andrew's excited, clearly. No, I mean, it just looks like it would be neat like to play with friends more so. Okay. Kind of as like a drinking game. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, that's what I'm thinking. You know what I've always wanted and I've never seen a game of it? At least not since like the PS2 era. is like that <laughs> robot death match. Remember when you used to be able to build your own robots and like fight them in an arena on oh, TV? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I so want that game to come back like and like be a legit game game. Like Rocket League is already the actual platform. Well, Why not do the that's expensive. Death I can buy a sixty dollars game and do fake robots and play it that that's, way. That's fair. That's fair. 
Clouds and Sheep 2. Not the first one. Clouds and Sheep 2, Will. So you're already one game out. You've missed yeah, all no. of the story. Right. Which so this might make people want to play t- uh, number one. Mm-hmm. Farm just... Animal Simulator meets RPG. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Clouds and Sheep 2 is a sequel title where players must complete quests as they collect sheep for their farm. Players must also fulfill the needs of their woolly creatures by providing them with food, toys, and other comforts. Okay. What toy what does toys? a sheep mean? I know. I like, what toys do sheep play with? I got you, Catan. <laughs> collect sheep. Okay. This is clearly, yeah, like you said, Catan. It's this is clearly the one person who could only get sheep, and I was like, screw <laughs> it, I'm making a game. <laughs> this is how I win. <laughs> yes. Deaths. Speaking of games that are hard to win, uh, on The Witcher Two, how many times do you lose at dice trying to win all those stupid dice side quests? Oh, I didn't play those. <laughs> <laughs> There's like so many like uh, story-driven things in that game that literally, if you don't win the dice games, it's like you might as well not even play that part of the game. Mm-hmm. All right, let's keep going. Death Square. Death Square is a fun co-op puzzle game that emphasizes cooperation and communication. Up to four. <laughs> well, there you go. This game's already out. Will and I have no communication skills. No, <laughs> Up to four need to work together to solve puzzles, all the while avoiding exploding robots that are scattered across the screen. Interesting. No idea. There's a lot of games I've never heard of. Fatal Fury. It's Fatal Fury, guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, and smartphones. What is this? Is this? No, they just probably grabbed the wrong trailer. Okay, so this is gonna be on PC. Right. All right, Gianna sisters. This is like a throwback to like old school Mario stuff. I think. I mean, that's kind of. I mean, it has cool art style. So. Because it was on. Uh, DS hardcore is a hardcore platform. Yep. So it's basically like the old school. It's meant to be like a homage to old school RPG and RPGs platformers. Um, so it looked like it was fun, and I've never actually played it, but I've heard mm-hmm. it's good. Okay. Gone viral, the over-the-top rogue light game. Gone viral will also be available for free during this year's Prime Day celebrations. Players must fight for their life in a prison arena against various enemies satisfy a bloodthirsty audience and create the opportunity hmm. to escape i okay. just don't like roguelites like personally yeah i'm not not haven't gotten into it yet but that might change it's a genre that i just can't get in for the same reason that i don't like terraria or like minecraft past yeah. a certain point because i just mm-hmm. feel like anything that's randomly generated most of the time i just don't want to touch it right this game looks cool by the way hugh i saw it on uh, game pass originally released in 2016 he was a colorful platformer published by... See, I like platformers a lot. Can you uh, play the trailer in this? Maybe. You'll see. Yeah. This is a, a good one to see. Let me know if it's like stuttering like crazy or not. How bad? Is it like Is it like PowerPoint practically or not? No, no it's, it's kind of good. Okay. Sometimes it PowerPoints on me when I try to stream trailers like that. So you change the color as you're going along to... Erase things. Okay, that's yeah. neat. Yeah, not just erase, but also make things visible. It's really neat. This looks like another game um, that was actually a Kinect-based game called Fru. And the mm-hmm. biggest difference was your body was part of the, the screen. It's like when you would try to guide your platformer across the screen, you'd be holding your controller, and you have to move your arms, like create platforms for your character to walk across. So you'd like hold mm-hmm. it with one hand and like move your arm up to get the guy up to the next platform. It was pretty neat. This is kind mm-hmm. of a different take on that same idea. Pretty cool. I mean, I would probably play it. Yeah. Manual Samuel. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I know that's a 
That is almost ridiculous. Thumbnail yep. I've ever seen. Yeah. Okay, hilarious adventure game. Manual Samuel requires players to manually control the titular protagonist Samuel limb by limb. Spoiled rich kid Sam makes a deal with death when he finds himself in hell after a fatal accident. But under the condition that he must survive 24 hours performing all bodily functions manually, breathing, mm-hmm. blinking, walking, everything. Oh, hmm. gosh. This is like Octodaddy, but not quite. Okay, that sounds weird as shit, though. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not playing that. I one. wouldn't mm-hmm. play that. Metal, Metal Slug, Slug too. I mean, Metal Slug is just a good series. Like, no doubt, this is one you want to get. Anybody have anything else to say about Metal Slug? Nope. No. Metal Unit. Metal Unit puts players through a pixel art, side-scrolling, roguelike. Oh, I'm already out. Roguelite. The Mecha versus Monster <laughs> World. Game story follows soldier protagonist Joanna, who is on a mission to capture her sister, deemed a traitor, as the latter has sided with the enemy aliens. They picked the wrong BMX game. Where's BMX XXX? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> pumped up BMX or pumped BMX Pro. Okay. For those in the mood for pulling off sick BMX tricks, Pumped BMX Pro is another title that will be available on Prime Day for free. A past day one release on Game Pass, players will be able to master 60 levels featuring over 200 challenges to test their abilities to pull off radical stunts. <laughs> they should be paying us to play some that <laughs> Oh, man, that's funny. I wonder if they just, like, ask which devs would be willing to put their game up. Because this is going to be free advertising. Even if I mean, a lot of this, like, at this point. I think they're trying to hit a range of, uh, or an age range. So, like, a lot of the yeah. kid games. Puzzle, Puzzle of the, the Year 10-pack. Like, okay, I'm not really even going to read this one. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not doing <laughs> that. Rain, Rain, like, I like puzzle games, but I don't need them on my Switch or my PC. I just play them on my phone. All right, Rain World. This almost looks like it's trying to be a more cartoony Ori. Yeah. Mm. Screenshot here, but let's see what it says. Play as Slug Cat and climb and sneak and pounce through an ever changing world in the survival platformer Rain World. The game features a vast world with over 1,600, 1600 <laughs> rooms spanning 12, 12 biomes, each with its own unique set of enemies. It also has some of the best indie game cover art that players can appreciate. All right, you're going to have to hit play. I want to see if this. Yeah. Watch, it's going to be, like, really bad. <laughs> okay. Eh, okay. That's not that's not bad looking. Yeah, but 1,200 rooms, I'm intimidated. Or 1,600 rooms, I'm intimidated. Yeah. No way. How, is it just randomly generated then at this point? Yeah, nope. But, that it looks interesting though. Mm-hmm. It's, well, it's an ever changing world, so it is technically it's not roguelite, but it is changing. So maybe like the scenery and like the elements and the enemies change. I don't know. It's a pretty looking game. It's kind of like shovel. Oh my gosh, that alligator just ate him. If you're if you're a shovel knight, you know what this, you're probably this, a fan of this. No, this is like if you mixed uh, Patapon with um, Ori in the Blind Forest because the art looks more like Patapon. Remember Patapon? Mm-hmm. No. It was a rhythm game on the PSP. It had like like the more cell shaded, simplistic art, and then it's more like Ori because more of that kind of platformer. So it's like simplistic but detailed art, but it yeah. plays more like Ori. It looks like. Yeah, it, it looks interesting. I would probably play it this. Mm-hmm. I'd probably play it on the Switch, <laughs> not on my PC. Yeah, I wouldn't want that. You make a valid point. Yep. I wouldn't want this on PC. Yeah, no, I played on the Switch. 
now I'm going to have to see how expensive it oh, is. Adult Swim Games. Interesting. Road Trip 3-Pack. Final Legacy Games title on this list is the Hidden Object Finding Game Road Trip 3-Pack. Games take place players through America and Europe as they need to find various objects hidden within famous landscapes like Mount Rushmore, the ancient ruins of Rome. So this is Encarta meets, meets Where's Waldo. This is for people who couldn't travel during COVID. There you go. <laughs> Samurai Showdown, spelled wrong, is yet another SNK fighting classic that will be available for free on Prime Day and its reputation still holds today. So this is like an old school game. They've upgraded to new school hardware. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cereal cleaner. What on earth Gosh. is this? What the? F- Wait, <laughs> oh. this is too realistic for Will. He can't do this one. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, no, I'm I'm joking, but I'm also not joking. Like Will has seen actual crime scenes in his life. Mm-hmm. I've had to clean them up. Yeah, not not something Will wants to do, especially not with actual bodies there. Get paid <laughs> no. a lot. Mm-hmm. That does pay pretty well. Nobody wants a, to do it. That's why it's pretty, pretty I look I looked it up once. You can make hella bank if you clean up crime scenes. Hella yeah, but bank. if you want to do that, like you, uh, well actually, okay. Little mini tangent here. If you <laughs> oh, don't no. without a without a college degree, being like a professional cleaner, what if you go and get <laughs> professional like, cleaner? Yes, yeah, no, like literally. Okay, if you get <laughs> if you go and get the certificates to be able to clean up certain things, like someone someone was found dead in their apartment, and it was like a month later because no one they have oh. no friends. Okay, it's a mess. If you're the person they call to clean that, because that's like you're like highly certified to clean up some crazy stuff mm-hmm. you can you're easily making over 100k every year just without any college degree you just go through all those certificates it's actually very lucrative oh i don't doubt that yeah. so andrew my brother actually run the company and we do this okay <laughs> yeah, yeah it's uh it's disgusting <laughs> super what comes, lucrative what comes out of the human body should definitely stay in there yes <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> the, the, the chat right now. <laughs> Watch the cleaner with Samuel L. Jackson. There you go. Okay. Set in 1970s America, Serial Cleaner is a story-driven action indie game with high emphasis on stealth, where players take the role of a professional criminal cleaner. So that's what I'm saying. You're on the wrong side of the cleaning. Mm. Hey, uh, hey you make player. more money this way. Probably way more money. Okay. Gameplay requires players to clean up murder scenes by disposing <laughs> bodies, cleaning up blood stains, and hiding any piece of evidence that could incriminate their employers. This would be kind of an interesting one, but at the same time, I don't think I'd want to touch this game. Hey, Will, this could be your practice run. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the FBI is calling. <laughs> they want to know why you're playing this game. <laughs> All right, let's see here. The Crow's Eye. Uh, okay, cartoony. I get the Illuminati cartoony vibes here. Look at that eye behind him. All right, fans of psychological horror may want to consider picking up mm. the well-reviewed The Crow's Eye. Oh, my goodness. The Crow's Eye. The italics messed me up. When it becomes free during Prime Day, The Crow's Eye. Oh, my gosh. The italicized you W. You just hit it. Me up. The Crow's Eye is a first-person puzzle adventure that takes its players through an abandoned medical university. Hmm. See, I'm not a huge psycho. Well, what I'm here, saying, I'm going to say the wrong thing here. <laughs> Okay, let's see. As soon as you start the game, here you go. Well, as soon as you start that last game, the police are gonna knock on you. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you trying to learn here, huh? Yeah, it's like the uh, 
the catch a predator type thing. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> oh my gosh. You need that meme or uh, what's uh, which actor? If there's like, it's bait. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dark Side Detective series. Prime Gaming will also may, be making two point and click two point and click detective games. The Dark Side Detective and the Dark Side Detective: A Fumble in the Dark, available for free during Prime Day. Players must solve otherworldly mysteries. The Detective Francis McQueen, uh, head of the Twin Lakes PD's its severely underfunded <clears throat> Dark Side Division, and is a must-play for fans of point-and-click adventures. Okay, I have to know though: Is the Twin Lakes a, a shout-out to Twin Peaks? No, I'm, I'll figure it out later. I'm curious now. <laughs> I mean, it's just something about. Hold on. Yeah, otherworldly. It has to be a, a uh, reference. Twin Peaks Peak. reference. It has to, like, no doubt. King of Fighters, <laughs> 2000 and 2002. Like, that wasn't 22 years ago. <laughs> this is the game for someone who has an anime mouse pad. Hmm. No, King <laughs> of Fighters is for more than just that, but it's it is a Joking. limited niche. It is a limited niche. Like, I will I will admit, it's mostly for fighter game fans. Um, but I mean, it, it is an old game. It's from 2000 and 2002. I'm just going so off like, the art style. <laughs> it is very anime, <laughs> but it is a fighting game, and lots of fighting games are anime based. Metronomicon. Slay the uh, dance floor. What? What? <laughs> what? How, how is this? How is this a PC game? Fans of rhythm-based RPGs should take the opportunity to grab the met- met- metronom. Metronomicon, holy cow. Slay the dance floor during Prime Day. Players must fight their way through party-crashing monsters to the beat of a variety of original original tracks, either on their own or with up to three other players. You know what I'm seeing is a lot of co-op games we should try to see how bad they are and play on stream. That's what I'm seeing. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, so that's it. That's the game. Oh, well, this kind of sucked, guys. I was expecting a lot more. <laughs> they only had, like, two major titles. Yeah. Well, to be fair, they're giving them away for free, and you're not paying anything above your normal Prime subscription. That's fair, but there's a lot of old games. Out yeah, there. it was like if you give away a pile of dog crap, I still don't want it. I still <laughs> didn't pay for it. Are you really getting them for free, though? I mean, you do pay for <laughs> for Prime. And mm-hmm. it's just Amazon claiming that this is part of your perks. Mm-hmm. So is Prime Gaming separate from Amazon Prime? I have no idea. Let's find out. Is it is that the Luna streaming service? <laughs> Maybe. Because if it is, then I'm not getting any of these games. <laughs> Let's find out. Google.com. Just for Andrew's sake, I keep going to Google.com. You're using the Brave browser. You can just search in the browser. Prime gaming subscription. Let's find out. Okay, gaming.amazon.com. You know what? Just in case, I don't want my actual credentials coming up. In case they are there. Okay, let's see here. Yeah, it is extra money. So every month, get exclusive in-game loot, free games, and a free subscription on Twitch TV, plus everything included with Amazon Prime. How much? How much does it cost? I'm finding out. Hold on. I'm getting there. Is it included with my subscription? I don't know. Cause I, I, am I logged in? I am logged in. Let's see here. I don't know. 
I think I already have Prime though. Like, so do I have? I don't know. I I don't know. This is weird. I don't know if I let me see if it's included. Google is Prime Gaming included with Amazon Prime? <clears throat> there we go. What is Amazon Prime? That's what we want to know. Uh, so, seems like it, it is included in your Prime membership. It says get free games and game loot every month. Benefits are included free with your Amazon Prime membership. Yes, you're right. Prime Gaming does include mm-hmm. free games every month. Okay, so yes, it is included with a normal Amazon Prime subscription. Okay, good. We've cleared that up. There is no difference. Perfect. Cool. All right. So let's rank this. What do you give? What do you give Amazon Prime's uh, free games on a scale of zero to ten? You go first, Will. Sorry, trying to mute myself. Um, I give it a four, and it's only because you have the two games that are actually interesting to me. <laughs> right. Okay. Mine's a little bit nuanced. Um, <laughs> okay, of course it is. This well, is actually okay. the it's state nuanced. of gaming in general. <laughs> it's No, it's nuanced in the sense that, okay, my question mark here is what is their intent overall? Because... If they're trying to be friendly to indie game developers to try to draw them to be more active on their service, then I think I'll get I would give it a higher ranking. But like as a gamer, it's not interesting to me. So okay, I so, guess it's a question of what is their what's their intent? Okay, here's what I'm thinking is, is coming. All right. Here's what I think <clears throat> is going on with this. Amazon is trying to float indie devs over to producing for Amazon's own services. They're doing this with incentives through Amazon Prime Day to get some of the mid to high tier indie devs Mm -hmm. on board with whatever Amazon wants to do. And this is just a preliminary thing with that, probably paying them decent money. But they're also getting big titles on there because most of the people that are going to take advantage of this are not your casual gamers. Right. So Some of those indie titles, though, are really interesting yeah no that's what i'm saying like mid to high tier indie devs yeah and so so i give it a a, like eight out of ten i would say i'm gonna go with a 6.5 because i just don't know the intent um it's either really good like what you're saying or it's what will's saying it's like so i'm just gonna split it down the middle because of that the intent was they're just giving a couple extra free games and think about it the intent of this article was to make you think it was actually worth looking at <laughs> so they can get clicks no I, okay i think they have no I no 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 i okay, think it's stop. good publicity for okay, the, no, like no, no, as no. a prime day it's, thing okay but it, i think what guys, chris is saying you is know right. what's coming you know what's coming so amazon launched luna luna is essentially yes. Amazon streaming games to your Amazon devices, your Amazon Kindle, your Amazon streaming sticks, your Amazon Fire TV, and the Amazon app. I'm sure they have a Prime Gaming app to stream to. End goal of this is that Amazon wants to have some kind of dedicated handheld, I think. I think I I see what you're saying. I think uh, you got to take it a step further, too. And... Maybe there's going to be a Kindle to, gaming tablet with actual controllers. Maybe, maybe they're trying to take it down the road of 
leveraging Twitch the way that Google Stadia should have leveraged YouTube. That was the dumbest move ever, not leveraging YouTube. Yeah, and I think maybe maybe you're trying, maybe Amazon's trying to do this whole gamer creator, uh, gamer developer, uh, creator combination thing where Twitch is like free advertisement to a lot of indie games, and it tries to pull in those creators and tries to be like an organic um, incubator of sorts. I so totally, like, yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. I think Twitch yeah. is going to give, or Twitch, Amazon's going to give creators the tools, but also individual people that own Amazon uh, Prime subscriptions the tools to both stream games that people want to watch via Twitch, via Luna, and also in order to uh, get new games on their platform, they're going to encourage indie devs the same way Game Pass does with huge incentives and payoffs, right? <laughs> But I think long goal, long term goal is to have some kind of a device that Amazon produces that a lot of creators and players both use, whether it's an app, a device, or just sticking with Amazon Kindle mm-hmm. and streaming sticks with controllers, whatever it is. I think that's the end goal is to have Amazon be like an all inclusive Game Pass style streaming service. Maybe they're maybe playing the long why, game. They're playing maybe, the long game here. Yeah, maybe this is why Amazon hasn't had a major accusation. Uh, ac- acquisition yet with a, a game developer because they're not ready. huh they're not ready that's why they're, no they're no maybe maybe they're trying to do the youtube model hmm. youtube didn't uh become successful by getting cable networks to go and do their stuff on that's on their, true they went for indie indie creators basically that's a good point so maybe amazon's trying to follow that model with game uh, game developers trying to be like, well, we'll pay you so much for like this month to be free on Prime. We'll make it where people are in, are incentivized to highlight you on Twitch doing game playthroughs and stuff. It's massive advertisement. And, you know, just going down that road. I didn't even think about that. You're, you're totally right about that. I mean, look at how yeah. Steam built their business model. They started right. out with mm-hmm. just their own games. Mm-hmm. And they added like indie and double a studios and then eventually the triple a's had to come over because that was the only way to really sell games on pc and then steam eventually built up such a massive catalog that microsoft mm-hmm. even was forced to put their games on steam yep. and they're trying to leverage network effects and it was the I same way youtube wound up with fox and cnn and nbc mm-hmm. and all the big major tv companies are on youtube now at least with clips at the very least right and given the monetization aspects Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe more people are wanting to be on Twitch long term. And leveraging yeah, Let's Players on Twitch to play indie right. games to incentivize people to buy them by advertising by playing them is a huge lucrative way for indie devs to make their money back off this. Especially since Twitch is you is usually um pretty integrated, you know, with yeah with the gameplay at this point. So it's like it'd be like um just seamless. You're playing the game and streaming it. I think that's probably pretty solid strategy over there. Yeah. So I'm going to go up to a seven point five <laughs> because I'm I'm convincing myself that there's, there's actually a strategy here. I'm still going to stay at a four because I don't care. <laughs> I'm sticking with my eight. I'm sticking with my eight for the same reason, Andrew. And I think we've convinced ourselves that they have a strategy here long term. The indie titles were solid. They had some solid top – like. They're they also had some ones. garbage mobile to PC converted games too. Yeah. True, but the the actual indie games were 
were something that I think were solid choices. We had a wide variety, and there weren't <laughs> wasn't like all one developer. Right. It's a zero for me. It's interesting, <laughs> though, that they did get the EA titles for the... Well, I mean, who else are going to get Activisions with Microsoft? They're not going to get Halo. Ubisoft. Happen. Like, you could have got Ubisoft, <laughs> but Ubisoft might be in talks to get bought right now. Who knows? I mean, that's the thing. Ubisoft and EA are both shopping themselves around. That is kind of weird to think that two of the biggest developers this is still the strangest thing to me that both of them i didn't think ea well okay i don't think ea will be purchased because i think too much money well i think they evaluate evaluate themselves way too high Mm, yeah so i think ubisoft is a little bit more realistic since their only quality game these days is assassin's creed well to be fair i think ea if they could would just be ea sports and they would dump everything else you think so? As a business Why? model, they make so much money off of EA Sports, and they have the very little. Like, there's so little amount of things they have to do. Yeah. Think about how easy that dev cycle probably is. I mean, it's the hardest yearly. part is the they make money yearly. Mm-hmm. The hardest part of of the EA Sports titles is getting the keep getting and keeping the contracts with the sports leagues they're they're partner with. Which, by the way, they're starting to lose out a little bit in uh, with FIFA. Yeah, FIFA's the first one to drop. They yeah. asked for too much money. Yeah, but I think they were okay with it because they finally got college football back. Oh, did they? Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. Which means they'll also get college basketball. They're, yeah. they're just going to be going down this road of college sports, which Americans care way more about. That's such nowadays a for sure. Yeah, so I think they're just viewing it as they'll get two, they'll be able to sell two football games, two or maybe and at least one basketball game, right? Because I mean, I think college basketball is better than the NBA. So not I think it's more even that. on a consistent basis, and you could always have anybody come up. But okay, my I, I think I think personally though, if you think about it, where's most of EA's money coming from? It's not Battlefield. They lose a lot of money on the development cycle of Battlefield. Right. They lose like nothing on the development cycle of EA Sports. Well, it's because it's the same game. Yeah, it's the same it game is. from 15 years ago. And In they're fairness. actually they've monetized it like crazy. In fairness, though, Battlefield has been the one that like expands the frontier on their uh game engine for us frostbite, so for yeah. us by is what got um that's what all of the sports games transition to so i'm just saying like if ea could cut all the yeah. dead weight like if they could sell bioware to like microsoft and slim oh, trim be, down i would not mind that they would probably be happy to sell chunks of ea off if they could i don't know I feel like they wouldn't take. Uh, I feel like they would stop being able to take themselves as seriously as a game. I'm not talking about the developers. I'm talking about the business people in charge. I don't think the developers would like to sell any chunks off. I think they'd be very happy to keep the whole thing together. I don't know. I feel like that just makes themselves very um, fragile because sports games. You don't need to buy a sports game every year. People buy it because they want to. It's, you it's pointed like, out the exact reason. No, sports no, are so popular. It's not a need, though. <laughs> yeah, so if people are point, having to games are needs. What's yeah, point? but like, okay, I'll be honest. I will. I will not. I won't buy the new game every time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll buy one every so often. The only game I've bought like yearly for sports games is FIFA. That's the only one. 
I usually just wait until the next like a couple months later, and it's five bucks. Well, that too. You the know why game they can that drop I it down to five dollars? It's because they've already sold so many copies, and it's already like it's old, and they've sold a ton. Like every year, Madden sells out every year. FIFA sells out every year. Okay, but this yeah, this comment is this this comment right here is one thousand percent valid. It's with all the ultimate team nonsense and mm. selling packs. Like kids will come on the on those sports games and just drop hundreds of dollars. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Have you seen have you looked at a sports game that's being like sold in it like the pre-sale for it and everything and what the different packages are i have but i never buy them okay well i have never pre-ordered let me rephrase that i have pre-ordered exactly one madden game and it was because it had detroit lions on the cover (laughs) that was the only time i've ever pre-ordered a a madden game but okay okay you haven't looked at it recently then and right I'm not now, the, I'm not the market. I don't care about football yeah. anymore. No, I'm just saying I've I've looked at them because it's just FIFA. I don't care um, about football. <laughs> but the the thing is, they're selling hundred dollar games. Be- like the game literally costs a hundred dollars if someone wants to like get it a week early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like they're selling you week early access and ultimate team pack uh card packs and yeah. stuff it's like the most transaction based microtransaction based games and it's it's it's, it's disgusting yeah yep. especially seen as like ultimate team i still think that's kind of stupid personally yeah well, one no of the uh the basketball way. games actually had slot machines <clears throat> in it yeah, we oh. actually would pull a slot to get some kind of points the, or something. I think the European Union forced them to remove that in the year in Europe. I think you're right. Yeah. Ooh, I have something that we should talk about too. So I don't want to get too into politics, obviously, but do you guys hear what the European Union's doing to Apple? No. About what? So they've been doing a lot of different things. So well, this this is going to actually impact us over here. Um, and I think I think it's gonna have some far-reaching impacts in other industries as well. So uh, the European Union decided that for some reason they wanted to regulate uh, what chargers were allowed to be sell, sold. So they're actually forcing Apple by 2024 to remove the lightning plug from all of their devices oh, and that. replace it with USB-C. How do you feel about that? I mean, I'm not a fan personally. I like the lightning jack. Mm-hmm. No, but I'm just not a fan of the fact that um, they've standardized a technology, despite whether it's the most, you know, I don't know. I, I think it's bad when regulators get involved and force force not necessarily innovation, but standardization. Personally. Yeah, I think it, it literally does hamper the possibility of innovation in the future, and it's definitely anti-capitalist. <laughs> I think it's bad, not so much because it's you kind of need a certain standard overall, but like for something like a stupid plug for a phone, why do you need that to be standardized? It's what they should have done is forced Apple to include the dang plug adapter in every box going forward. Like I'm so angry. I've got a pair of AirPods. That only came with a cable, did not right. come with a plug. I'm like, are you serious, Apple? Like, that's stupid. <laughs> but Chris, I think the biggest issue is that this 
this okay the motivation behind this was like environmentalism stuff yeah that's true it wasn't it wasn't about creating a standard like your voltages or i agree or so like your wall plugs. including the adapter should have been the answer i agree yeah because it's double the packaging to buy an adapter separate yep. yeah so it's like the, the way their motivations are dumb yep um and, and then the politics. outcome is a bit <laughs> and then yeah. the outcome is basically eliminating innovation so right like for the same reason that the esrb was created just to avoid uh extra regulators that were outside the industry coming in and mm -hmm. regulating which games got which tags i think that this could have been handled inside the tech industry not outside regulators but i do think it's going to hamper innovation so here's my thing what now this I agree with this though. Get rid of loot boxes in games, but mm -hmm. the problem is people keep buying those games with loot boxes in them. Yep. So like if people are going to buy something, then the company is still going to make it. See, here's the thing. I think it's I don't think it should be legal to put loot boxes in games. But I think it's gambling. I agree. It's 100% gambling, so it should be under the regular it should be under the same rules as gambling. It's simple. The law already exists. You don't have to say, no, you can't put it in. You just have to recognize what it is and be like. So well, part of the problem with that is that they were not sending it to the um, ESRB. Right. And they, so there's no. Or they would send it without the update with the boxes in it. Yes. Yeah. And then the ESRB would not uh, request a correction. They just didn't care. But Mostly because it's the same people who own those companies that are on the ESRB. Yeah, they want to get around that, right? And if you can get mm -hmm. around something mm -hmm. easily, yeah, it's gambling and it's addictive. That, that is a yep, fact. Yep, yep. And it, it instills gambling in children. I have a huge issue with that. But um, the, the other here's thing something too, though, that I want, I want to explore this real quick. I so don't agree. Carl is saying that companies don't create innovation. I think what he's trying to say is individuals get innovation and then companies buy the innovation or produce it. But I'd like him to expand on that before we talk about it. Fair enough. Yeah, like if you carve out a niche, you're probably not going to try to change that niche too much without uh, well, alienating your audience. And that's a fact. That's true. There's Okay. Yes and no. They can't be anti-innovation unless, unless they control the rules that get built. So lobbying is anti-innovation inherently because they try to build barriers of entry to the market space. I don't believe that they are inherently anti-innovation, though. They're anti-competitive innovation. <laughs> I just view the whole trying to mandate a specific charging apparatus as being like, oh, we're going to take blu-ray players versus whatever you know mm -hmm. like we're gonna say oh you have to use it could have gone either way right it's 50 50 who goes and convinces the politician more blu-ray players could have been outlawed because we want it standardized and not to have double disc uh waste right so it's like where you don't want some arbitrary rule maker who's probably bribed by the person who stands to benefit to make that <laughs> allegedly point. allegedly let's not just say people are Fine. allegedly okay <laughs> potentially i'm just maybe. saying you don't want that you don't want those rules mm -hmm. because the motive is never actually pure okay all right i will argue against this one apple does not have a monopoly there is no monopoly 
there's no it's monopoly their in seconds. It's their product. I'm sorry. It, it's their it's store. Not, that's, that's like it's anti-competitive because you're not allowing third parties to license their adapter. So yeah, they have a not monopoly over the well, lightning people connector. People are upset yes, about the app true. store, Chris. Everyone they have the says, walled garden. That is true. Yeah. Yep. But at the same time, you choose an Apple phone. Right. You don't have to buy an Apple phone. Mm -hmm. And the same thing, it's like, okay, the walled garden also is protective from certain things. I don't think Apple has been as protective as they should be, but at least they've been transparent about what information they've let you, that they're letting apps see. Okay. Like the privacy aspects have been nice. I don't see. You don't have to buy an Apple phone. You don't. That too. <laughs> see what that is? Yeah, a palm. It's a palm pre, my boy. I have always supported third parties, like always. I'm just saying that, like, you don't have to buy an Apple phone, and their product is what their product is. I don't know if you prefer Samsung. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't like. I don't like Samsung. Or Google. I really you can have Samsung. Google. I don't <laughs> who, like Google phones. Who wants more Google in their life? Let's be honest. No one. You can, you can support third party companies and not let them die out. You know, like Rim, Palm, all these. Okay, like, but really here's the companies. thing. I have one solid rule, and this is gonna sound maybe it's gonna sound silly, but I do not buy phones from companies that do not control their own operating system. BlackBerry did, and so did Palm. What? BlackBerry controlled um, both the BlackBerry OS, and they controlled BlackBerry 10, which was the QNX-based yeah, operating system. I'm saying, though, that I do not Oh, buy... you're saying that you don't buy Samsung because they don't control yes, Android. I have okay. a 100% rule. I will not buy a phone from a company who does not control and produce the operating system because okay. Samsung adds a bunch of bloat to Android compared to a Google Pixel. And I have I'm an iPhone user, so it's just like I have a rule that you're you're going to get the most innovation on the phone that's actually being produced by the person who's also producing the operating system. Well, yeah, this is like wanting a clean Windows install on any PC you yeah. build, right? Like people like to have that clean Windows. You don't want to have all the gunk and garbage on top mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. It's like if I was going to buy a Android phone, which I'm never going to, but if I was going right. to, um, it would be a Google branded phone and I would remove all the Google spyware off of it. <laughs> that is a fact. It would be gone. But I, I just, I really don't trust Google. I don't even use Google Maps. I don't like Google. I don't like Facebook for the same reason. It's one of the reasons I do stick to Apple is for privacy's sake. Well, yeah. I mean, I think they should do more. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Personally, I think TikTok should be banned. Well, you have a very extreme opinion on TikTok. I do, but do you know what? Do you know what TikTok? Like, there's Will's not. Like, Will's single... like looking at this. He's like, I don't want to be here right now. That's the face he's. No, right I now. agree. TikTok should be banned. TikTok ha takes so much data from your phone. It does take a lot of data. Like all the information that it takes, that it has. It, it, it's data harvesting without the average person knowing. <laughs> you just you just said the magic words for Carl. Yeah. So let's go. No one <laughs> that 
my gosh. I, I 1,010% hate Here, I will tell you this right now. Andrew, just for your own sake, the Krillcast yeah. will never be on TikTok unless somebody else puts us on there. Yeah. No. I will never. I downloaded it for a second once until I realized what it asked for to be able to see, mm-hmm. and I instantly deleted that shit. Instantly, yeah. the, the Krillcast will never be on TikTok. I, I just will tell you that right now. Also, we'll never have it. Can we just account. point the fact out that it's just a repackaged Vine? It is. Yes, I used to do and Vine. People stop saying TikTok is innovative. Well, TikTok stole everything from Musically. It stole everything from Vine. Yeah, it's not innovative. That's my problem, and it's another problem I have with it. It's talked about as if it's creative. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's just bringing something that previously died to a generation that never experienced it. So I'm not going to share what Carl said, but Carl oh, just, I was just about I, to do I, it. It's no, so true, though. Don't share that. Carl's it, on top like, of it. It is. They try to convince no, they, people I'll to go become. It's literally a long-term method to dumbify people. Yes. That, yes, yes, yes. Yes, it is. It <laughs> is. Do you know that teenage girls are getting facial tics from the TikTok dancing? Oh, literally really? they're developing ticks yes i'd like to see that study before i'm really willing to say okay that on the podcast. but the, with all those stupid little <laughs> dances and stuff people are developing ticks and also developing the shortest attention spans known to mankind yeah, that is and well they do scroll look, for hours There's yeah like and doom scroll for, yeah, yeah you just scroll through it it, it a, never ends yes yeah. it's a real it's a real it never term. ends i gotta look this up Doom scrolling. But when you look at Chinese TikTok, it's about becoming like engineers, astronauts, people who are discovering things or mm-hmm. accomplishing things. You look at ours, and it's people just doing a stupid little dance. Eating Tide Pods. Yeah. <laughs> doing a stupid dance. <laughs> no, that was years they... ago. That didn't happen anytime Okay, Doom scrolling. Here's the actual. Here we go. Here's the Doom scrolling. Okay, but what Carlo Lucas is talking about is basically, if you've never read the book Unrestricted Warfare, TikTok is a method of unrestricted warfare. 1,010%. It is, and it's social engineering yep. to, like, the nth degree. We shouldn't get off this topic, though, because, like, I have a whole conspiracy I can get into about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. We need to have Carl on soon. Carl... Shout out to you. We need to get you on this podcast sometime soon, but hopefully mm-hmm. on something that's not going to get us banned from YouTube. So. Yep. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Listen here. All right. Let's see here. Um, doom scrolling. So this is something that uh, real thing, man. I almost never find myself doing, but I uh, I have done it a few times. Honestly. This is why, this is why I on, get off. On... Of... Sorry. Go on. Sorry. Uh, this is why I of try to avoid as much uh twitter as possible yeah same yeah because i will doom scroll because okay i'd go on uh bitcoin twitter and i'm not gonna lie you can doom scroll the shit out of that (laughs) all right here we go doom scrolling or doom surfing is the act of spending an excessive amount of screen time devoted to the absorption of negative news oh oh there's got to be negative okay well then that's Um, literally it doesn't have to be negative but no, it's like when you see like teenagers just looking at their phone, it's like <laughs> they're like yeah. scrolling they're to their looking for like fifteen second video. 15 like if somebody second didn't remind video. them to eat, then they would just die. Yeah, yeah. I, I one you time know, that saw was my... me with 
video games as a teenager. Like, you just don't feel hungry <laughs> yeah, after but, like, but five it's, hours. It's, yeah. it's like, eh. Okay, but video games are like, okay, let's be fair. Yes, some, some, video, some video games are definitely fueled by attention spans that are short. But there are many, many games that require a much longer attention span. Oh, yeah. Like, for example, story-driven games like Fable. The but also, like, no, think about the Chris, control not... you have as a parent over, over your kid with the video game. You take the video yeah. game, it's gone. You, That's you, true. It, yeah. It's almost impossible to take away phones now because like everything's integrated in the classroom. You have to have the phone. But then even if you took, take away the phone and their computer, the moment they step beside any other kid, they're instantly uh, back onto this, you know, so yeah, having Twitter. I would having say, I'd almost be okay with my kids scrolling uh, YouTube at, when they're old enough and it's appropriate over scrolling. What TikTok. is that age? I don't know yet. I haven't gotten there yet. Okay. My so, kids are certainly not old enough yet. Here's the thing. My oldest is five. TikTok for example, and Instagram more than Twitter and Facebook have been shown to be extremely detrimental to young girls who are starting to go through puberty. The, um, let me just pause you real quick. Yeah. I will uh, expand on this real quick. Um, you don't need to think too much on playing games like doom. That is correct. But, the attention span of playing through an entire level of Doom is far longer than watching a TikTok video. That's what I'm getting yes. at. I mean, that's the only... Okay, every game that ever took me for, like, five hours, it was always, like, Skyrim or something. So it was never, yeah. like, oh, I have the lowest attention span ever. So it's not, like, <laughs> Doom scrolling. It's literally, I'm try- I'm just playing through this long You're immersed. story. Yeah, You're I'm immersed, immersed in this, in this world. I'm like ready player one. I don't want to guys ah, screw that. <laughs> it's like it's completely different. But uh, like, the, like no, video games aren't great for you long term if you're playing them too much. And you have to decide where fair. that where that line is mm-hmm. for each and every individual person. I'm not gonna tell anybody where that line is. You figure but it out yourself. Here's the thing. But, here's the thing on that. You don't need to bring your video game console with you anywhere. That's true. There's an escape. Your phone, on the other hand, you go for a run is it, always your phone's with, you. Still with you. Yeah. So it's like, have you ever? You could just find yourself doing a workout, right? You're working out, and you accidentally get a notification. You get a notification, and you go on whatever social media. Next thing you know, your what's supposed to be your 15 minute rest between reps is now been like five minutes, mm-hmm. and you're just like, shit. <laughs> Okay, like, so I'm, like, trying – it's social media that makes a person like me almost be like, you know, maybe the Amish aren't stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I have the same feeling. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I just can't get bring myself to completely uh, delete it. Have That's Twitter or, I mean, TikTok, including my boss, who's, like, 60-something. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, they'll come in and start talking about TikTok. It's like, okay – this is ridiculous. We are grown adults. Why are we talking about <laughs> yes. this? And they'll be like, and you see, like, this, did you see the one that this dog doing this is like, why, why is this even a topic of conversation? The world right. is going to shit right now. This is what we're talking about. <laughs> right. It's like, it's like, that's why I try to not post, man. That's, I just try not to. And I won't download TikTok because that's cancer. And <laughs> as is, I try to avoid doing much with like instagram i made the mistake of downloading it at one point so 
This is part of the reason why I like to have long form conversations in a podcast format as opposed to doing shorter segments like we used to. Because I felt I I was definitely feeling a shorter attention span when we stopped doing, uh, we started doing the shorter podcast segments. And I like having these long form discussions, even if they go off into the middle of nowhere. Right. I mean, let's look at it this way games, you've seen that short attention span really hit into gaming, though. The prevalence of... <laughs> if you don't take your phone with you when you go out, you're less likely to step in dog poo. That is a fact. Yep. Is it? I don't really look at my phone while walking, but I'm also one of those people who looks at the ground a lot. Hey, hey the chances walking. of you stepping in dog poo are lower if you don't have your phone. That's that is fair. a fact. Um, you're not going to get a phone call while you're walking. You're that's not going to get a text message when you're walking. I'm also one of those people who seems to find every penny and pick it up. So... Um, <laughs> Is that shiny penny? Yeah. Why I is it glued to the sidewalk? Oh no. <laughs> the um no, but like you've seen that short attention span really hit into games. I've noticed even my gaming has suffered a little bit with the type of games I'm starting like I want to play. Because like sports games, I think <laughs> that's like the lowest attention span thing. Yeah. Granted, Ooh. I'd like that. to play them while I listen to a podcast. So maybe. Do you have the same problem that I have where, like, if my hands sit idle too long, I almost, like, kind of go numb? A little bit, yeah. Like, I, I always feel like if I'm not doing something with my hands, I, like, I kind of <laughs> just, my brain just stops working. Yeah, it's just, I like to do something instead. I can't just sit there and listen to a podcast. I have to be doing something. So if well, I, I, I usually relax, clean when I listen to podcasts or do, do yard work. Yard clean, work's yeah, or I yeah. listen to them while I'm at, at work. Yeah, exactly. Right. I like to I like to um, put something passive on that I can kind of tune in and tune out as I mm-hmm. as I see fit. <laughs> but I mean, like, look at the games though. Mobile gaming is becoming much much more prevalent you're, you're starting to have you had what was it quibi or whatever for videos yeah. where they were trying 10 to minute lunch we're gonna get yeah. the smoker break guys or something right like that. <laughs> and it's just like everything's starting to just go down this you, you can't pay attention for longer than whatever <laughs> meanwhile movies if they're less than two and a half hours they're just not producing it like why mm-hmm. are you making a three-hour children's movie my kid can't even watch an hour and a half <laughs> you know that might be honestly a place where where um, there's a market <laughs> for some innovation. Mm-hmm. No, like TV shows, I think, are starting to just replace movies. Yeah, you get like general. 45 minute episodes of a show and it's like, that's too long, yeah. man. But like, I, I don't know, maybe I'm coming to this point where I feel like movies are too shallow. Maybe it might It might be a combination of things. The short attention span. What are you watching? Dune? <laughs> That's like a six-hour movie. The original, not the new one. You have the short attention span, though, Chris, right? Like, you have – they're trying to not lose people, so they simplify everything. Yeah. So you don't have to pay attention as much. But then this movie is shallow as hell for, like, an hour and a half only. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of those. Netflix puts those on all the time. And you're like, this should have been fleshed out for, like, an extra hour. Hey, you know what? Netflix is producing Knives Out too. I'm curious to see what they do with that because Knives Out one was really good. Yeah. Have you seen Knives Out? It's actually a really good movie. It's by the same guy that did Star Wars Episode Eight. So nope, I was going he, he never gets another dollar for me. 
I was, expect, <laughs> I was expecting that movie to be absolutely trash when I found out he was the director. And then I was like, wow, this is actually a really good movie. I mean, what he, had to get the, he had to get the Star Wars drop somehow. <laughs> and then he just choked under pressure. I yeah, think a lot of people do with Star Wars because, like, how do you how do you live up to the it's legacy? It's not of hard. It's not hard, Chris. <laughs> I was making a joke. Okay. Now trying to beat Peter Jackson at Lord of the Rings ain't gonna happen. Oh my god, Twilight sucks. Yes. <laughs> why? Why is it with the the? Because it's vampires. They suck. Yeah. Oh. But also, it's <laughs> trash. I'm uh, okay. I was. As a kid, I'm not going to lie. I'm just kind of a douchebag. Um, but someone made the comment that I couldn't shit on Twilight unless I read the books. So I hate read the books. <laughs> oh, no. You just so I could... Why did you do that to yourself? Oh, my God. I was uh, dedicated to shit on I read on the Twilight. second one, and it is just it is so poorly so, okay. written. I'm one of those people who likes to read something and then critique it while I'm doing so. If I know I'm going to hate it or watch something and critique it. So Twilight can't make it two pages without, without <laughs> Bella, page. without Bella having a paragraph describing Edward's amazing appearance. <laughs> it's literally every two pages. Clearly somebody was into vampires. Clearly the author is incapable of writing a legitimate story without having to resort to extreme filler material. Mm -hmm. And well, if you actually realize this, as you're reading, they don't ever describe Bella. She she is not described exactly. at all. She's meant that to be. Too. No, no, I did read about that. Bella is meant to be a character you can paste your own self onto. No, well, you can't. She has a very strong, terrible personality. <laughs> yes. No, no, but that, that's what that. they they want you to be that character. But you can't be because you can't you because she's that. stupid. Yeah, she's awful. The character is too stupid. <laughs> did you know that uh, Fifty Shades of Grey was a fan fiction based off of Twilight? Yes, I did know that. Yes, I did know yes. that. It's it's basically the premise is: what if they actually did have sex all the time? <laughs> is it bad that that's probably a better story? Than probably Twilight. Is. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Some of the music that came out of that movie is actually pretty good. I think Ellie Goulding wrote a song for that movie, and I like it quite a mm. bit. Can't I watched all but the last movie. I could not do it. No, 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 not, not Twilight. Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> oh no, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch those at all. Fifty Shades of Grey had good soundtracks. Now that you clarified which song, I mean, which uh, movie? <laughs> Carl said he read all the books. We need to do a which Twilight one? podcast. Which one? Wait, Fifty Shades of Grey or, Grey or... <laughs> which one, Carl? I want to know now. Well, he said I read all books. It was a book. <laughs> That you can read. Book. <laughs> um no, it's like okay, it's like the Star Wars trilogy, the newest Star Wars trilogy. I found something every like two minutes that I hated about that movie too. So mm -hmm. <laughs> I actually wrote a list as I was watching it in the theater yeah. of all the things I hated about it. Oh no, you um you should have been with my friend Alex and I when we were we tried to do a drinking game about those. And we had to stop like 20 minutes in because we quickly realized we would die. <laughs> hey, listen, there's a movie called, um, I think it's literally called Vamp it's either Vampires Suck or not another vampire movie. And I saw that in theaters and it was way better than Twilight. Yes. Everything's better than Twilight. Now I, I remember, now I remember if that's a legit movie. 
I watched this movie thing. where this guy literally had a poop monster come out of his butt and kill his <laughs> kill people who annoyed him, and that was a better plot. Okay, the is, problem, yeah, is, the problem is that's the movie that Robert Pattinson actually is a decent actor. He is. Oh yeah. And oh, did you see the Batman yet? No, I haven't. <laughs> I'm probably gonna see it at some point soon. But Here he's is. actually Vampires a suck. decent actor, and. It's like kind of. This sad is better than if you if you hated Twilight. Watch this because it's decent. Edward's sullen. <laughs> <laughs> he literally so he shows up on screen to starts taking his clothes off in the start of the movie. Oh no, I have seen that. I've seen. Oh that. my gosh, I love this. I've seen this. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good. Fuck. It's 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 horrible, but it's good. It's like Sharknado. Of like What's your name? I really um. And it's Becca Crane instead of Bella. No, well, who's the actress though? Um, Kristen, For this movie, Kristen, Kristen Stewart is she the is she yeah. Bella? I think she's an awful actress. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I think she's the worst actress. She ever she can't land act at all, gig. but she yeah, does a great job of that character. Stoner. She does the exact. She plays that character perfectly. That's because she is that character. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, the only reason she ever gets a single role in any movie is because she's a stoner chick who they like to smoke with or something. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying she's awful as an actress. And actually, it's like, yeah, no. <clears throat> she sounds like she smokes way too much, too. Her horsey, her horse. Let's, let's, not, let's not go down the route of just making fun of people's actual yeah. characters. You want to, like, swing back to video games this and talk about what we're playing? Making, <laughs> All right, Fine. let's do it. Let's do an update on, on the Curlcast. All right. So what? What are? Then now we talk about something we really hate: Twilight. Just, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, See, this, this was means, us doom scrolling. In a yeah, this was time. literally us doom scrolling during a podcast. Yep. All right. We just spent like half an hour crapping on Twilight instead of doing... <laughs> It wasn't half an hour. It was ten minutes. <laughs> Long enough to clip it into an yeah. actual Krill Clips episode. Yes. All right. Uh, it's just the Krill cast hating on vampires. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Next next meme. Um, what are we playing next and uh, why are we playing it, I guess? Who's going first? I'll, I'll go. go. Or you go, Chris. Go, go. I go. have been playing the crap out of The Witcher 2. And mostly okay. because I have been staying upstairs trying to help out with the newborn as much as possible so i've been sitting in the the lazy boy and holding him at night sometimes just playing witcher 2 and i really love the witcher series so it gives me an excuse to sit at my xbox 360 and Mm -hmm. play through it and i'm on currently on chapter two i want to say yeah i I was looking i was uh creeping on your achievements i saw you (laughs) killed the uh the k ring yeah, whatever that monster thing was in the swamp. That thing was a pain in the butt, man. Well, yeah, it was super hard until you looked it up. And you're like, oh, there's a very, very specific way of killing this. No, nothing is. else in the game there's is like that. nothing else you can do that with. Yeah. Yep. I also found out that harpies will just surround you and kill you because you can't attack multiple enemies at once. Um, mm. At least not easily. Oh, and the, the first harpies game, are hard in the beginning. The first game, Witcher 1, has a multiple enemy attack where you basically slash around hit all the enemies at once the witcher 2 has nothing like that so like you're basically stuck hitting one enemy at a time I think it's annoying you can hit as multiple. Hell. maybe like maybe that's later though i think mm-hmm. you have to earn it through the progression system yeah 
because I that that is available to you from the start of the game. And I'm like, why on earth would I not be able to swing my sword and hit multiple people? You, you do that's turn dumb. into a walking tank by the end of the game, though. Well, I'm going magic route. Maybe that's the wrong choice. Oh, yeah. I only I barely upgraded my magic. I, I definitely did more choppy choppies. Witcher 2 <laughs> is the awkward teenager. No, Witcher <laughs> 2. Okay, so I got to ask you, Will, since I'm playing Witcher 2. Yeah. How many references from The Witcher 1 do you think you missed because you didn't play it? Um, how would I know that, Chris? That yeah, so, for example, there's some references that I never would have thought would have made it into the second game. Like the Order of the Flaming Rose. There's like a random guy in the encampment of the second game where you walk into a tent and he's like, I'm here to kill you for fighting Siegfried and Witcher... Like, it's like what the what's okay, and you yeah, just kill I will him say, in the middle of the tent. And like holy in, cow! <laughs> in Witcher three, there was a bunch of callbacks and characters. I was like, who the hell is this? And Dude, there was they act like they know you. Like you have a whole conversation, like oh, like we we know each other essentially. And it's like I don't remember you all from the last game, so you must be from the first game, or this is made up. I'm so confused. <laughs> like Zoltan Shive is a huge part of the Witcher one. Yeah. And then he's a huge part of Witcher 2. I'm curious if he's in The Witcher 3 at all. Zoltan. Have he's a dwarf. The, yeah, yeah, yeah he, he's series. in the 3 game. What was that? Have you been watching the TV series? I watched the first season. I haven't gotten to the second one yet. Yeah, just the first oh, one. No. I didn't even finish the first season. There's too many in for boobs. That's what Will keeps telling me. I'm like, I don't remember there being that many. No, man. He, she is naked in like every episode. And it's, yeah, uncomfortable. Although I will say, I, I, I don't care too much for Yennefer's character at all. <laughs> Yennefer's terrible. Yeah, I, I don't really care. Yeah, for you have that to much. take too many breaks during those scenes, Will. The dwarf that might or may not be an elven terrorist. Oh, yeah. Based is. on whether you decide to, <laughs> no matter what you decide to do, like he either sides with you or against you. But yeah, I, I like Zoltan. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. The Witcher 1. I did not realize how tied together the story was from The Witcher 1 to Witcher 2, but I'm glad that I actually took the time, the 200 hours it took me to beat The Witcher 1, just because of the timing and what I was doing at the time, um, to get into The Witcher 2 with all of the information I have. I did, like, every side quest in the first Witcher game. Yeah. Good luck doing that in The Witcher 3, like that, and you're going <laughs> to never finish yeah. Uh, but uh, speaking of the boss battle, the can- the whatever that octopus thing was, the, the last boss in The Witcher Two, super frustrating. At least for oh, me. Oh no! Oh man, <laughs> I rage quit a couple times. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's, I, a, it's I, a weird ending too because like you kill it. I'm not gonna ruin it for you. So just no, yeah, don't don't ruin it for me. I'm literally playing this game now, and I'm gonna finish it probably mm-hmm. before the month's over. I, I absolutely love the Witcher games. Like, even though the Witcher one was a slog, that was a painful experience to get through. I definitely think there was value in all the callbacks in the Witcher two, which I was not expecting there to be that many callbacks to the in the Witcher two. But you did. You said you felt like throughout the game there was things you're like, wow, I don't have any idea what this reference is. Oh yeah, for the Witcher three for sure. Oh yeah. There's a lot that I was just like, what the? I don't know what we're talking about. It's still really good, and you still like you like the characters in the game, even though you have no idea who they are. <laughs> like right, Dandelion changed significantly from one to two. Okay. The appearances, especially like uh, the Witcher, looks more snaky. His face looks kind of snaky in the Witcher one, 
and then he gets more you know henry cavill by the third one <laughs> but yeah i am looking forward to some of the dlc in witcher 3 where they bring back uh the character I liked way more in The Witcher One over Triss, although Triss is growing on me in The Witcher Two. I like. Oh, I liked her a lot. Mm. I mean, that that intro scene really sold me on her. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I skipped that. I'll be honest. Wow. I'll be honest. I, skipped <laughs> that city. Like, I don't need to see that in video games. <laughs> well, what's funny about that is like, so I started playing that game, and everyone's like, "Oh, there's so much nudity in The Witcher Two. That's literally the only sex scene that I had in that entire game. Like I don't know if I just had like a weird playthrough or something, but that was it. So, Witcher three, I was like, everybody was on me. But so here's a funny story. You say that, right? So there's this part where you're supposed to go find one of the characters working in like a brothel. Mm-hmm. It's like I was going around. I was like, it's like, oh, you have to pay this person money. So like, I just like clicking through prompts and just clicked money. And then all of a sudden, it initiated a sexy like what? clicking through prompts. <laughs> it's like hold on, hold on. That's what not what I thought was happening. Because yeah. I was like clicking through it, and all of a sudden, I look at the screen. I'm like, what? <laughs> I thought I was. I thought I was buying information. That just yeah. reminds me of every Dragon Age game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like honestly, The Witcher is like that sweet spot in between an Elder Scrolls game and Fable. Hmm. It's not quite an Elder Scrolls game, but it's also not quite Fable. Right? I mean, you're going to take that back a little bit with The Witcher 3. That is, I'm a Witcher that, 2. The Witcher 3 might be... Straight up an Elder Scrolls game? The, well, it's definitely... I, I would say it's probably top three Western RPGs. You think so? Yeah, it mm. is it's a phenomenal game. Oh, there... <laughs> so, so, okay. So in The Witcher 1... I read on this because I, I didn't want the scene to show up at all, but because it was it was creepy to me. But it, there was essentially a scene where um, these three vampire women run this whorehouse in the first Witcher game. It's a good and, setup, okay. And <laughs> when, you, when you protect them from this knight that's just angry because they didn't fulfill his desire, um, <laughs> he ends up like flipping out and trying to kill you. So you you kill him, and then they initiate this scene where you have essentially. Uh, relations with all three of the vampire ladies at once and it's like something i did not want to see that's for sure <laughs> they already are kind of gross like in my personal taste i think they're kind of gross looking just because they're like these deformed vampires <laughs> but uh, if you're into that it is in the witcher one oh my god but right, my, the witcher two my goodness this is one of my favorite games on the 360 that i didn't even know was on the 360 until will told me and I'm yep. thoroughly enjoying it. All right, well, what about you? Oh, and I'm reading. I'm reading C.S. Lewis, FYI. So we'll talk about uh, that later. Which which book though? Keep keep going. We'll do books after the games. Okay. Um. So games right now. I'm playing quite a few. So I'm doing it like my annual playthrough of all the Fable games. So I'm on Fable three. Um. Gonna actually. I thought we were gonna th- save that for streaming, man. Well, we can play it again. I was playing it twice when I was playing with you too. Were <laughs> you? <laughs> yeah. What is wrong with you? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no, I literally had two different playthroughs. Uh, so, um, so I play that game. I'm doing Spartan Ops for Halo 4 finally. And I, just let me Spartan Ops is terrible, but yeah. there are quite a few like there's chapters within each episode. There's way too many, it's way too long, but a couple of them are actually really good. And I do not is understand why. Down? How is that no, game set up? No, it's, it's essentially an extension to the campaign. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna have to look that up again. And 
honestly, the way it starts off terrible, but there's several, like I said, there's several chapters that are actually really good. They should have been in the main campaign or they should have condensed it down to like one episode and just had all those really great moments. And it's kind of sad. They got buried in like a lot of this boring, repetitive crap. Oh, the halo four Spartan ops. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's not Spartan Assault or that other no, one. No, no. Okay. No, it's what their replacement for uh, Firefight was, and everyone oh, pretty okay. much hated it. They're okay, telling so me there's a that, decent story behind it. That's what you're telling yeah. me. The story, I mean, you can watch the cutscenes. They, they have actual, like, uh, animated cutscenes and stuff, but... Did Spartan the, Ops make it to MCC? Yeah, that's how I'm playing it. Okay, okay. That's what I was wondering. Um, oh, I'm playing Jurassic World Evolution, finally. Uh, You're playing that game? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's a park building sim. It's good. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you have Jeff Goldblum, so of course it's going to be amazing no matter what. And then it's, it's honestly a really well done, so it, it really hits that Zoo Tycoon itch. And they, there's some like random elements of chaos, which is really interesting. So like you'll have like random power failures or storms or stuff, which is cool. Um what else am I playing? Oh, then on the Switch, I'm playing through Donkey Kong and uh, Metroid Prime. Not Metroid Prime, but the new Metroid Dread. <laughs> like, wait, you're playing Metroid Prime? No, no, what? no. Not Prime. <laughs> yep. So those are the games I'm playing right now. We'll, we'll got the beta version of Metroid Prime that Nintendo's <laughs> been working on for yes, like three yep. years. Uh-huh. Um, this is a good question. I'm not. Will, how about you? What? Oh, no. Elden Ring. I, I'm i still hesitant to pick this up just because I suck at Dark Soul games. People will say this one's better as far as like being a, a good entry point for people, but I don't know. I purchased it. I still have to play it. So, I think if we're going to do... If we do Elden Ring, I think we should stream some of it. <laughs> Gambling. That's what Halo needs, apparently. That's what See, costs. Okay, my biggest thing with games like Dark Souls and Demon Souls is that I think that's better to play with a group of friends. Sitting around you, yeah. And then you're handing off every time you die. Yeah, <laughs> that would be fun, yeah. It's that was my uh, favorite way to play it. So You know, he's not wrong about the gambling though. He's just wrong about the way it's implemented. There's Pazak in uh Kotor, there's Gwent in uh, the Witcher, it's fake. Yeah, yeah. It's not Games real. Picks, though. <laughs> yeah, but he's talking uh, Diablo Immortal, not Immortal. Diablo Immortal. Nice. <laughs> we should. We might have to spend the whole an entire segment just on like mm-hmm. bad monetization and just discussing it, all the history of it, all the stupid things, maybe even just gambling and gaming. That could be a good podcast week. All right, um, Carl, you bring up a good idea. Maybe we can discuss that a different week. So, Andrew, what are you playing if you're not playing Elden Ring? I'm still playing the Uncharted games. Oh, you're so, playing those with uh, your wife, right? Yeah, yeah. So, she really likes those games, and I never played them before. So, we've been playing through the Remastered Collection, and um, she really wants me to get to Game 4 because she loves the soundtrack. So, I have heard the fourth one is... is in competition for the best in the series. Like a lot of people yeah. love number two. <laughs> right three now. Three is like universally considered the worst. Three? I think three. It's either three or so, I thought three was universally the worst. Right now I would say I'm, three is my least favorite. I, it's still early in it that I'm playing because that's the one I'm on right now. Okay. Um, yeah, a lot of people tell me that's the worst one. It's 
so right now, if I had to say, unless you include Golden Abyss, that's probably the worst one. Although it's still great okay. for a portable game. It was actually not that bad, but I liked it on portable. Yeah. Um, my complaint, my only complaint with Uncharted is that it's always like supernatural shit. <laughs> yeah, okay. um, that's like Indiana Jones. No, except it's supernatural. Indiana Jones. I mean, I guess no. There's is, the but... Crystal Skulls. There's yeah. The, the... They're all, it's all supernatural, yeah. On, when you think about it, you're like, oh, right. Yep. No, but it's like it's like never once is it simply just um, a treasure hunter conflict. Well, Tomb Raider like, like that way, too. The, the Tomb Raider is basically a reskin of um, – the new Tomb Raider, anyways, is a reskin of, of uh, Uncharted. They basically right. made Uncharted except Tomb Raider. It's, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, maybe once I would appreciate just like a good old-fashioned – treasure hunter conflict with the bounty hunter style people mercenaries and it's just like there's no occult nonsense (laughs) there's no um zombie whatever or yeah even far cry 3 like starts off like that where you're like okay this is just a good conflict with these pirates whatever and it just goes completely off the deep end yeah (laughs) the ending to that game is just nuts yeah that's the one thing i think i'm I would like to appreciate once a game that can just be, I don't know, based in realism of a sort. <laughs> that would be, well, I thought the I original, like yeah. I thought the original Tomb Raider, like reimagined series they did from like 2013 to 2019, was going to be like that, like just a straight up treasure hunter thing. Right. But then, right at the end, like you start seeing things slip through the cracks. It's like, okay, no, something magical is going on here. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you're fighting this like giant dead samurai dude you're like what right it's just like this? i don't know i feel like this is this is a, actually a genre that doesn't get the proper love it's like you got the treasure hunter thing and then they always feel like they have to do something like special yep and even assassin's creed man like all these games feel like they have to have something special and it's like you could just do the game like, you can just do an Assassin's Creed game without <laughs> the alien, like, the future civilization thing. No one would have complained. Wait, mm-hmm. what alien thing? You know, the Apple of Eden, th- like, the original whatever. You know, uh, the thing where, like, the simulation stuff? No, I missed that. I haven't played any of the new... I haven't liked Assassin's Creed since basically the Ezio trilogy. Yeah, it's in that, bro. You Is know it? the Apple of Eden thing? Yeah. yeah. Bro, that's the whole point. That's a whole mission is about discovering the like who the it's been old, like, a long time was. since I've played. Yeah, I mean, all, remember all those stupid Desmond? Uh, oh, portions? that ruined the game for me. Yeah, I hated them. I never once enjoyed a single mission that was actually Desmond. You don't. I guess I've only played. played. You have to replay it, man. I gotta replay. It. I don't this, is on, this has to go on your list because even though it's the greatest, like it's one of the greatest trilogy of games ever the Ezio ones, I still think that it was, like, kneecapped by the fact that they mm-hmm. had to have some, like, stupid underlining story that they yeah. thought was mysterious, but I feel like, I don't know, but judging by Will's reaction, we're on the same page here. Yeah, it's no, just, no. like, the most Maybe infuriating I never thing. those games, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just, like, the most infuriating thing ever to me. Like, I dreaded every time I got taken out of Ezio. And Dude, I 100 agree that Horizon Zero Dawn could benefit from the way Tomb Raider does its games. I get like I do not like the way Horizon is. Yeah, the, exactly. The open world in Horizon is useless. That's my that's my opinion. That's fair. Honestly, it is a bit 
too open. The way the map is set up, I think. Um, but yeah, right. like that's that's my hot take right now on the games I'm playing. I just feel like everyone they always want something to be magical because they want it to be. They think it's they need to set themselves apart, and it's like doing nothing magical right now. I think would, would set really them, set somebody. Yeah, apart. it would, yeah. and it would actually be I don't know refreshing, just an escape that feels like an escape that's real and it doesn't break immersion. What you want is Red Dead Retribution, but like Indiana Jones style. Yeah, kind of. It doesn't, it just needs to be like, they can make it as narration driven as possible. And I wouldn't care. It'd be, it'd be nice. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like an interactive story. (laughs) All right. So let's get into, you want to do books or media next? Um, I don't have media at the moment, really. Okay. Well then let's, I don't really either. I I did watch Spider-Man No Way Home. Loved it. Great movie. Yeah, it's good. And I also watched uh, Father Stew, another great movie. Mark Wahlberg and Mel Gibson, good movie. Um, um, I've been rewatching the Maze Runner movies. I've heard, I, well, I've seen some of them. I don't think I've seen all of them. It's kind of weird. Uh, I mean, I read the books back in the day, and it's a little weird given the way the adaptation's a little off. I think, but I don't know. I've always thought that those post-apocalyptic things are. Kinda yeah, weird. usually they're kind of weird. Because I watched. Um, the divergent ones too. And oh yeah, those it reminded me why I hated those. <laughs> yeah, well, that, was, that series killed the young adult films. <laughs> yeah, because it, it, well, one, it's who who well, okay, it benefited because the last book wasn't out yet, right? So they started film, they started the movies before the last book was released. So whoever was like, oh, this is fantastic, let's make a story, like let's make this into a movie had no idea that the the way it all ended was going to be trash. So they just dr- jumped the gun. That's why George R. R. Martin never finished Game of Thrones, because if they would have known oh, how he was going to finish that series. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't bring it up. That's a sore spot for me. Same. Oh, same. Um, books. I'm not reading anything that's just a story. I've been trying to read things to learn more than... So, I've been reading... Um, the, what is it called? How many friends does a person really need? The Dunbar's number uh, book. <laughs> hmm. uh, if you don't know what Dunbar's number is, it's basically that um, you can all, like 150 people is the amount is like the average amount of people that you can actually have close connections with at any given time where you actually care about them, seriously care about them, and know what's happening in their life. Then it moves out to like 500. And I will badmouth the hell about that stupid story. <laughs> um, the only good one is the first one. All right. After that, it's dumpster fire. And yeah, so um, my books are boring. No one's going to want to. Hey, I'm reading The Fourth Turning, which is kind of in line with some of the stuff. All right. So perfect. What was I, that? What did you just do? I just knocked uh, over my. Uh, a part of my keyboard because I caught it on the way up. But um, you know the flap thing at the to like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the fourth turning is a fantastic book. If you want to know like about like historical cyclical civilization, it is a pretty good yeah. book. Um, um, it's not. It's not like a holistic view of society, but it is a pretty good like cultural. It's holistic. It's holistic. It is, it's, but it isn't. It's like it makes so much sense about it does. Yeah, the current generations. 
Yeah, if you want to know more about like how cultures change over the course of like centuries, it does do a really good job kind of describing that. It's it's a little biased. Well, not biased. It's from a Western framework. Right. Yeah. So it, it doesn't really necessarily focus on Europe at all. No, it's it's uh, Anglosphere. Um, yeah. And that's the focus. It's really good. All right, Andrew, let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think this person is looking through the lens of a fond history and from when they first read the story and they have to re you have to rewatch it. That's all I can say. It's mm -hmm. it does not hold up. It's um I'm not gonna say too many ill words about it. But if you really it. like divergent and those kind of stuff and whatnot, I'm a former former what? I'm a former SAS member, by the way. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm not sure how to okay. respond to that one. All right, let's keep going. Um, I'm reading C.S. Lewis right now. It's uh the second book? book in it's the second book in his space trilogy, uh, Paralandria. Paralandria. I gotta look that up okay. now. If you ever want to read like space fiction by C.S. Lewis, he actually wrote a whole trilogy in space. I didn't realize this. I thought you were gonna say it was one of his like religious books, which are really no. really interesting. Um, I'm not That's reading that. No, I'm reading a space trilogy that he wrote. Um, I think it's Paralandra. Yeah, Paralandra. It is, it is actually very. Um, there's a lot of religious themes in it that I wasn't expecting. Well, That's everything he's done. Yeah, but it's written in such a way that like I think anybody could read it, and it okay. wouldn't be that big of a deal. I'm um, still it's, salty it's, it's with a good book. I'm outside your house right now. I'm still salty, man, with how they've um, they've kind of shut the bed with his um Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah, because they stopped making them. Like I was kind of annoyed. Like they were doing a pretty decent job with it. I well, Netflix took it over now, haven't they? So. Yeah. I don't know when what's the timetable on that is, but well, they're going to produce that show and they're be like, "Well, there's no religious series, themes, right?" Yeah, well, they're going to say there's no religious themes in this story. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, they'll do are. something like just, that. Just, it's, wait, just wait, just no, wait. They're going to say that. My favorite meme on the internet is the one where they're talking about um, it's like J.R.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis are having a conversation, and uh, C.S. Lewis is something about. Uh, all of the Lord of the Rings being about the Bible of the Senate. And, and then J.R. Tolkien just says, I have two words for you, Jesus lion. Yeah. <laughs> well, he even says, like, Aslan even says, like, I am known by another name in your world. And it's very yeah. heavily indicated this Jesus, okay? <laughs> I just love the fact that him and Tolkien were in competition. Yes. It's, um... <laughs> You're okay, bro. Peace. <laughs> The um, the thing though about the Chronicles of Narnia, I wanted the horse and his boy to be made. That'd be a good one, yeah. Because that is low key, I think, the most underrated book that didn't so, get a movie. If you guys are curious, you want to know the premise of this series? Um, the premise of the series is that the main character is named a guy like Doctor uh, Something Ransom. He's like got a really strange. Um, literary slash language degree where he can like translate between languages, learn uh, commonalities between them and kind of uh, translate even foreign languages nobody's heard of. That's kind of his mm -hmm. whole idea. So like him going to another planet is perfect because he can actually figure out patterns and recognize language and learn it very quickly based on his 
uh, doctorate or PhD, whatever you call it. And the whole thing is like he leaves Earth, um, not on not on his own, uh, not because he wants to, because he gets trapped and taken there by some people that think they're going to eat him on this other planet. Like basically mm -hmm. think he's food, and he's not. That's not what they wanted him for at all. They wanted him for um, a different reason. But essentially, you come to find out that uh, all these planets are connected, like spiritually, I guess if you want to say it that way. And the Earth was cut off. And it's the silent planet because the guide or the main person of the Earth, planet Earth um, decided to make the planet wicked. And all the other planets are not wicked. Okay. So hmm. all the other planets can kind of talk to each other and they have C.S. Lewis. I'm in. It's interesting. It's How? very it's very different from C.S. Lewis's other, other works. And it's a lot shorter until you get to the third book, which takes place on Earth. Do you think it holds up as well? Oh yes, it definitely okay. does. But this this is a series like if you, if you're really into like spiritual themes, religious ideas, this is a good book to read. Yeah. It's a good series because it, it takes you out of like the normal world of C.S. Lewis and what he writes, and this is very different. This is a legit question. <laughs> I mean, it's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Narnia sucks except the first one. That's okay. Yeah, well, I mean, it's hard <laughs> reading these books now because they're they're meant for children. So they are just like The Hobbit, hard to read. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I agree that it's hard to read the Chronicles of Narnia. I thought it was still decent. I actually like. I think last year I tried I to reread all of them. I got through the first three, and I was just like, I can't do it anymore. I thought it was. I haven't re reread them since high school. Because I reread them in high school, and I thought it was a good, I thought it was a good, um, fresh eyes to see it at that yeah. time. Um, but I feel like a game for Narnia would actually be pretty good mm -hmm. if it was a more open world, and because you can see some ugly stuff in that in that world. Yep. All right. So to answer your private chats. Yeah, we're gonna get moving soon. <laughs> I don't. Right. No, no, no. I love the Hobbit. Okay, I'm not bad mouthing the Hobbit. At all. <laughs> hey, Chris. Jeez. Yeah, that is fighting words. To say, the no, Hobbit I love is the like Hobbit. probably his best book. The no, movies, eh, Lord of the Rings, but the the book. I'm not bad mouthing the book at all. The book is. I think the Hobbit is his best book. It's a great book. Mm. I don't know if I can say it's. His don't best. you dare tell me Two Towers is his best book. Because no, half the book no. is awful. No, I'm not going to say that at all. Okay. That's it's his well, worst it, book. The thing is, uh -huh. it's hard because the Lord of the Rings, that is one book. So, yeah. well, okay, fine. Um, the Silmarillion. Really and also, the thing is, there's work. so many other books he's written. He, he wrote Beowulf. He wrote, um, uh, oh, a, um, like a King Arthur story. I can't think of the name of it right now. It was really good. And several other ones. So, it's tough. The thing is, I love The Hobbit too. So, I just hate the way he struck structured two towers. Yeah, I don't like it either the way he structured the two towers. Because I can't. It was actually the reason why I didn't finish the two towers in high right, school. Right, because you can't. No one should be forced to read half a book, full like that many pages of just Sam and Frodo. That's yeah, so my, that's, I don't know. I didn't have. I love. I love those books front to back. I like. I didn't have any problems with them. My only problem was that I hate Sam and Frodo. For that, that it was overload. Okay, okay. This is the doctor uh, philologist. That's what uh, Doctor Ransom is. Is a philologist. Okay. It's a study of language and oral and written historical sources, 
Intersection of Textual Criticism, Literary Criticism, History, and Linguistics. Study of Literary Textables, Oral and Written Records. So that's why he's able to easily pick up on languages from the other worlds. Out of out of ten, what would you rate it? I really enjoyed the first book. I'm ha- like about thirty percent to forty percent of the way through the second book, <laughs> and I haven't read any other books in between. So he I, just I'm has a babble fish in his ear. That's how he can hear the, yeah. the languages. We're, we're gonna go down the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy again. That, uh, that is my favorite scene. I think of any book that, that little line where they God they say like the the babble fish proves God, and by proving him, he no longer is like. He's no longer a belief, so like actually disproves him at the same time, and God like <laughs> poofs out of existence. <laughs> it's like it's this is so funny. Oh man, I laugh so hard. You ever want to watch good comedy though? The BBC like ten episode miniseries by Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is great fun from like mm. the 80s. I think it's from the eighties or something. Dude, the BBC has some good, good. Oh, I, I love old school satirical BBC. Anyway, I never said what I was reading. Uh, Go ahead. Speaking of J.R.R. Tolkien, I'm actually reading uh, the book that his son published, uh, Baron and Luthien. So this is an that's expansion, an expansion on the story that's in the Silmarillion. Yeah, because there was I know there's in the Silmarillion when they compiled that, there was a lot of written texts that they were looking for to compile books out of the Silmarillion, mm-hmm. and then they just kind of put that together as a like full blown historical book about. Yeah, I'm curious with like how they're going to expand on the story because the story is pretty well explained in the Silmarillion. So I don't know. Right now, I'm actually like I'm only like 40 pages into it, and it's still just Christopher talking about how he actually managed to make this book. And it's like part of it was uh, J.R. Tolkien actually had erased the story and had written over it, but like I don't know how they I don't know how they find it, but you're able to see the the uh, erased words. Mm. Because like, I there's mean, indents. indents. They probably use yeah. some kind of yeah. photography tricks. You can uh, remember, children, always bring a towel. <laughs> but Towel-y. I mean, sorry. Obviously, you're going to be looking forward to the Amazon TV series. Nope. Well. Nope. Oh, come on. Not the come thing on. is not for the reasons that most people are complaining about. It's one, they're condensing that they're. Condensing stories that didn't happen at the same time. So I'm worried how they're going to do that. They're already not respecting the lore. Um, And then they also have the hobbits in there, which frustrate the hell out of me because the hobbits didn't exist yet. Um, And I didn't realize they were putting the hobbits in. Oh, yeah, they're main characters. The hobbitses. I stopped paying attention because I just expect it to be bad. Well, the very first trailer, you have a hobbit narrating it. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah, a lot of other things that I'm also but they upset got about. The beards on Are you still like pretending head? to stalk uh, Will with this co- this conversation here, SA? Because Will, you might want to lock your doors. <laughs> like, what's going on here? <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I want to wrap this up. So, for the last thing we're going to do, real quick before we cu- cut it out, what is your favorite book you've ever read? Ooh, that's tough. Oh, you're cruel. That's a, that's an impossible thing to say. Okay, fine. Um, how about a book that's less known that you've read, a less popular book? Tough Voyaging by uh, George R. R. Martin. That was a highly enjoyable book. Oh, okay. Oh, he's locked the gates. So we have to go around. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a Hitchhiker's quote. Okay, yeah, I did yeah. not recognize that right away. Yeah, the Bible. You know, it's funny. I actually was gonna say that one to be kind of cheeky, but also if you really think about it, it's got everything. It's got death, yes. rape, 
violence, everything like, the answer to the answer to everything, the universe, everything, yeah. The, yeah, life, the universe, and everything. It has the answer to everything, and, and also has no answer. <laughs> yeah, exactly, it's great. It's great. <laughs> voyaging, George. What's well, tough voyaging? Oh, says George R. R. Martin. Let's look him up real quick. Yeah, it's tough. T U F. Oh, that. Oh, that. Yes. Okay, I know what you're talking about now. My goodness, <laughs> I can't believe that I did not recognize that. Um, I'm just going to recommend Hardwired again. Remember Hardwired, mm-hmm. the thing that Cyberpunk 2077 is supposed to be based on. Mm-hmm. That was a good cyberpunk book before cyberpunk was popular. But you, Andrew. I'm trying to think, honestly. Um, He's going to recommend Aragon by Chris Pagalini. <laughs> I enjoyed that series. That I didn't hate. Yeah, I actually enjoyed that series. It was Star Wars meets, you know. There's no Lord Star Wars Rings. in it. What are you talking about? Are oh, you I guess like the, the whole lineage? premise of the book. Is, is I enjoyed. Their Star I still Wars. Enjoy, okay, you can't. You can't. Come on. That's a. Come on. The whole premise of the book. The whole premise of the first book was Star no, Wars. No, you can't. You can't. Jeez. You can't do this because, let's be honest, Star Wars did not yeah, invent just, that trope. Too no, soon. they didn't. I mean, they even talk about the whole point of this. The handing down the lightsaber is Excalibur. That's the whole point. Yeah. So, Let's like you can't say okay. I don't want to be that guy, but fine. Let's go there. It's the most recent story that was written that's like actually unique story wise and creative is probably Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that's not like, and even Lord of the Rings is based heavily on like concepts from even the bible and stuff Mm -hmm. so you can't say that one story is just a remake like taking too much from another story when that story itself takes so much from others yep i'm not i don't think that's a legitimate complaint when okay fine all right you can't like just tell me what you want to recommend (laughs) get off fine 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 i recommend it's not gonna. It's gonna be educational. So, um, the Bitcoin standard. Read it. Have the fun. The Bitcoin standard. Yeah, I definitely read haven't it. read that. Have fun. Because oh, it it is. Um, it's actually not as much about Bitcoin as one would think. It's about the history of. It's about kind of more about the history of money. So. Mine's more interesting. Oh, the book is about. A yours guy is who, more interesting, uh, but I was more just trying to come up with something at the moment. Yeah, and I can't find it. We'll just trust you. It exists. Um, okay, just for fun, Will, I don't read comics, so have you read Slane comics? I have not. I am reading the Spider-Man comics, the new ones, though. Okay. Just want to get that out there since S.A. is asked and he's been here this whole time. We definitely need to keep our right. own supporting our viewers. Mm-hmm. I'll look into right. it, though. Actually, another a good book, if you haven't read it, is The Demon King, um, a Seven Realms novel. It's actually like a trilogy, I think. I thought it was interesting. I haven't read it in forever, though. I'll go. I'll reach into the well of uh, uh, books I've read. There's a bunch of books by John Marco. We talked about this forever ago on the podcast, but I'll look. Uh, John Marco. I is. So oh, why are you searching Wikipedia for yeah. this instead of Google? No yeah. wonder you're not finding shit, Chris. Whatever, man. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, Eyes of God. So the Bronze Knight series. Look them up. 
they're good books. They're really good. He spent a long time writing an extra book to this series that was actually really well written hmm. called The Forever Night. I really enjoyed it. It's very unique. It's not Lord of the Rings, not Harry Potter. It's very much his own thing. People and say uh, Harry Potter's not unique. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not it's it's its own unique thing. Like there is no tie into another universe with these books. I'm being snarky. I definitely read them when I was too young to read them, but they're good books. There's a there's a lot of inappropriate. Chris read these this week, so (laughs) well I recommend uh Game of Thrones, so the saga of fire and ice for as a children's song. I'm sorry, it's a song. I recommend the song. The Song of Fire and Ice as a child's uh, children's book, Bedtime Stories. So, I also, I think we screwed it up. I think it's The Song of Ice and Fire. It is The Song, <laughs> song of, of Fire and Ice. We're talking about... We're talking about uh, oh, my gosh. It's late, man. I'm tight. I'm, I'm yeah, we, tight. we should... Fire and Ice. Yeah. All right. Hey, it's a children's book. Don't let anyone <laughs> tell you otherwise. Oh, my gosh. Whatever, guys. Okay. And the TV series is... Rated M for more, not not any. Not yeah, rated M it's for family more. friendly. Oh, Good for all ages. It's not even rated M. It's rated like adult. I think definitely. It's, it's, it no, it's rated M for meek, mild, meek, mild, and <laughs> more mild manner. Mild and more. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, before this takes the wrong turn down memory lane of watching that terrible show, let's end this podcast. <laughs> better than they ended the show because mm-hmm. anything is better than the way game of thrones ended so as always i'm chris and i'm will and there's I'm a cat <laughs> you said end it better than the show so i showed a cat you know game of thrones would have been better if they would have zoomed out and just showed a bunch of cats taking over the entire mm-hmm. land. Like, that would have been a great ending um, <laughs> and we will see you on next cast. bye guys we need to add another part to that for Andrew to say mm-hmm. after that. Why don't you say on the next drill cast and Andrew says, bye guys. Okay. All right. Let's start. Let's try this again. We'll end this. The oh my gosh. Okay? <laughs> As always, I'm Chris. And I'm Will. And I'm Andrew. And we will see you on the next drill cast. Bye guys. <laughs> Every time we say bye guys, I think five guys, burgers and fries. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>